You're listening to the Better Health Podcast with April, a platform dedicated to coaching women in areas of health, lifestyle, and legacy by speaking with leading health and wealth experts and with the goal to inspire women to thrive in their lives today and in the future. Now, on to today's episode. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Better Health with April. Thanks so much for tuning in today. On today's episode, I will be continuing exercising for your 28-day cycle. I will be going through phases three and four, which is the ovulation phase, and then the luteal phase to finish us off on the exercise episodes. Before I begin, though, I just want to kind of um, lay some groundwork out there. So if you're experiencing, you know, horrible cramps, um, irregular periods, Um, short period phases, or um, it goes way too long, or very, very um, light bleeding or extremely heavy bleeding, anything that is um, known as uh, just not an ideal side effect of a period. Let me tell you something. Although that is common, it is not normal. So common does not mean normal, and normal does not necessarily mean common. So even though it is common for a lot of women to experience all of that, it is not normal. And so here's the thing. As a woman, if you may experience those, and maybe you've experienced it at some point in your life, you need to take ownership over that and think, okay, if this isn't normal, what is normal for myself? And what can I do to get back to normal or get to normal if you never were at normal? And so following cycle syncing is a great way to do that. And it'll help you to align your hormones to the way it should be. And it will really help you to optimize your body so that you can be present for those around you and you can actually do the jobs you wanna do um, and actually have energy to do it. Be present for the kids you have or um, your spouse, your boyfriend, whatever it may be, your family. There is so much benefit to cycle syncing and figuring out your hormones. And don't just become complacent in it. Actually take action and think, how can I take responsibility over my health? So for example, like my mom, she ended up having to get an oophorectomy where she got everything removed basically down there. Her ovaries, uterus, you name it. And she had to get it removed because she had cysts and fibroids. Now, just because she had that done, I'm not saying, oh, well, it must be in my genes, so... You know, it's probably going to happen to me. I can try, but, you know, whatever I'm experiencing, it's just in my genes. There's not much I can do about it. Yes, actually, there is a lot you can do about it. And I'm going to be taking action steps to prevent that from happening to myself. So just because your mom may have experienced something similar to what you're experiencing, it doesn't have to be that way. And you can take action steps to change that. So also, um, premenstrual syndrome, what is that? Well, It also stands for PMS, and it's not necessarily like a disease or anything. It's just something a lot of women experience before their period, where it might be cramping, um, lack of energy, fatigue, moodiness. Um, All of those are premenstrual syndromes. Now they can become very severe to the point where it's extreme cramps um, and extremely heavy bleeding or um, irritability, depression, you name it. So um, that's premenstrual syndrome and it also stands for PMS, which I'm sure the majority of my women listeners probably know what PMS is. So that's just to lay some groundwork out there. 
Let's dive right into exercising for phases three and four, starting off with the ovulation phase. Now, during this phase, you are experiencing the peak of multiple hormones. So your estrogen is peaking, your testosterone is really peaking, um, the LH hormone as well. And the LH hormone helps to stimulate the follicle to release the egg. And that's ultimately like known for the ovulation phase. And then you have the FSH hormone, follicle stimulating hormone, which is maturing the egg and the follicle to end up being released later on. So a lot going on during this time and your hormones are at their peak. And because of that, because of the high energy, um, because of the high estrogen, you have high energy and the testosterone ties that together as well. And it allows you to have the energy that you want to do any workout that you're up for. And the testosterone is really pushing you to be more in a social mood as well. So how does that look for your exercise? Well, in the morning right away, you're going to have energy to go out and work out. So I'm, I advise to shoot for going in the morning to do a high intensity workout. So because of the energy, high intensity workout. So like hit workouts, um, maybe it's like high energy dancing. Um, maybe it's running circuit training. Um, you have a lot of endurance during this time. So utilize that and maybe do it with a group of people because of that testosterone and the estrogen working together, you are in a social mood and it's, you're going to be in a great mood if you're working with others and you're just have this positive vibe about you. And so those all work hand in hand. Um, one thing to be a little bit more careful about, however, is the fact that because there's so much estrogen, um, you could be prone to a more of like a knee in injury or something like that. So just taking precautionary measures um, because you are going to be doing a lot more high intensity. So just being, um, making sure you stretch beforehand and um, start your work off that way and warm up to build up to that high intensity and that endurance that you are going to be doing for your workout. Um, so then leading into the luteal phase. Now this is a lot longer than the ovulation phase. The ovulation phase is like three to four days. Um, it's really when your hormones peak. And then after that phase it's the, is the luteal phase, which is around days like 19 to 28 or so, give or take a few, depending on the person. And the luteal phase often is associated with PMS as well. So during this time, especially towards the end, you may experience a little bit of cramping or moodiness or irritability or just no desire to really go out and do stuff. Um, and like we talked about before in my previous episodes, that's actually, you know, because of your hormones, um, you have a lot of progesterone. So therefore, you're in the mood to actually just stay in, not go out and socialize like during the ovulation phase. And that's okay. That actually is something that you should embrace versus um, think, okay, what's wrong with me? Or I'm just going to push through it. Um, you'll end up fatiguing yourself and just utilize the phases for what they are. Um, so the luteal phase after ovulation, um, you might have some energy still to go and do endurance exercises like, um, high intensity training or, um, running circuit training. But as the days go on, that energy is going to end up decreasing. And therefore in the beginning, you may have the energy to do that. But as time goes on, um, start to ease more into like, a Pilates workout um, or strength training um, because you're not going to have as much endurance as you did before. You might find that you'll run out of breath easier. And actually, because of the progesterone, you will um, heat up actually quicker 
and you might find that you will be you you could get fatigued or dizzy and lightheaded because you just are so warm and um hot so it, let's say for example you're working out in the sun and it's an extremely hot day i remember running track and we had those days where it was i mean near 90s and sunny and you're just sweating like crazy and there was times where you know it didn't really affect me too much but you know obviously you still being mindful of the sun it did take a toll but then during other times which was probably my luteal phase I was just so much more fatigued in that sun and that heat took a toll on my body. And I'm sure if you've all experienced being out in the heat for a long time and not necessarily just sitting down, but walking, or maybe you've exercised in the extreme heat before and getting just really fatigued and lightheaded, um, almost as if you are going to pass out. Now, because of the progesterone, your temperature is going to be increasing. So you want to be very mindful of that and not stretch yourself too much. And so um, what's really cool, and I just wanna lay this out here as well. Um, I should have said it a little earlier, but during the luteal phase, your metabolism is higher. So because it's higher, your resting metabolic rate is also higher. So you can do less workout and still burn the food that you actually consumed. And because of the higher metabolic rate, you can actually consume more food and you're not going to gain weight. You would actually hinder yourself if you ate less and you restricted your intake. And you want to foster that progesterone growth. So getting the nutrients you need. And if you are working out way too much and not consuming enough calories during the luteal phase, you're going to do more damage than good. You're going to probably kibosh your progesterone um, increase and you're going to fatigue easier. You're going to have um, more energy. You or not more energy, but you're going to have less energy and you're going to maybe see weight gain because you are not um, going according to how your body is at that moment. Now, what's really cool is the first half, so the follicular phase specifically, your metabolic rate is low. So you're not going to be as inclined to want to eat a lot like you are during the premenstrual, uh, premenstrual phase, the luteal phase. Um, also known as, you know, the PMS phase. You may have a lot of cravings during that time. And that's when women are like, oh, I could feel like I could eat forever and never get full and I'm craving everything. That's because your metabolic, um, your meta metabolism is increased during that time. But during the follicular phase earlier, right after your period, your metabolism is low. So you're not as inclined to want to eat as much. You're not going to have as many cravings. And that's a lot due to low hormones and then estrogen being the one to increase and estrogen can actually decrease your metabolism or decrease your appetite. So let's just lay it out. Follicular phase, your metabolism is low. So your, your desire to eat more is low. And so because of that, you need to increase your exercise during that time to kind of balance it out. So follicular phase, eat less, work out more to rev up your metabolism. Second half, luteal phase, now your metabolism is higher. So you're going to want to eat more. And now make sure it's hormone-friendly foods, not, you know, stuff that's laden with, like, you know, bad dairy or um, gluten or preservatives or um, refined sugars and oils. 
You're going to want to eat a whole foods diet, but eat more and work out a little bit less and focus more so on strength, on yoga or Pilates. And if you notice that you are struggling with, you know, sleep or bloating, that yoga can really help, that Pilates can really help in the evening versus the morning. So a lot going on, ovulation phase, I'll repeat it. You have a lot of energy, you're more social. So go for those high energy, high endurance exercises, hit trainings and do it with people. The very beginning of your luteal phase, and it might not be for everybody, you're gonna have still somewhat of a high energy so you can continue that. But then as time goes on, you're gonna wanna turn to more so of a um, lighter workout, focusing more on strength versus endurance and high intensity. Um, And like Pilates, for example, is a very low key calming exercise routine but you're still working on strength and you'll find that you could lose weight. You could have benefits towards bloating um, or like your struggle with sleep. You might find benefits if you're doing a calming exercise that still focuses on strength, burn some calories, but you still want to make sure that you're balancing out that metabolism by eating more. Otherwise your body's going to get stressed out and your progesterone levels are going to tank. And then your luteal phase could be a total wreck. So it's a lot to balance. And remember, that's why I labeled the luteal phase as the balance phase, focusing on how can I balance all this stuff that's going on, exercise, diet, the hormones like progesterone, a lot to do. But once you start cycle syncing, it'll get easier and easier. And you'll notice that you like, you'll like that phase more and more because you'll optimize your body and you won't experience as much PMS like many people do because it is common but it is not normal. So I hope you had some takeaways from this episode in regards to your exercise. If you ever have any questions, feel free to reach out to me. I love to connect with you guys so much. And um, feel free to connect with me on Instagram at april.disher. I'm also on LinkedIn. And my website is up. I'm still refining it a little bit, but it is up and running, betterhealthpodcast.com. And If you heard last Tuesday's episode with Dr. Robin Murphy, you learned about epigenetics and how you can get your DNA tested to optimize your body. So it's so cool what we can do to optimize our body and knowing that our bodies have a blueprint. And many people think, oh, my genes are just my genes. There's nothing I can do to change them. Well, you're not necessarily going to change them but you can alter them based on your environment. So maybe um, you have a slow slow COMT and you're more prone to anxiety. COMT is a certain gene, C-O-M-T, all caps, that is a certain gene. And if you have a slow COMT gene, you're more prone to holding on to different hormones like epinephrine, dopamine, and estrogen. And that stays in your body longer, which It's not necessarily like always a bad thing. I mean, you're going to experience really high highs, so you'll get that like bout of energy where you're just super excited, adrenaline rush, but you could experience really low lows too. And so what's really cool knowing that is you want to intake a little bit less protein than those with a fast COMT because the protein otherwise stays in your system much longer and it can actually produce more estrogen and you can have difficulty balancing your estrogen levels. So the COMT also has to do with women and their estrogen levels and being more um, fertile. 
if you have a slow calm tea, many women in that um, group tend to be more fertile and because they have more estrogen running through them and that's just how their genes are. But you can actually alter that based on epigenetics. Um, by taking into that, that into account, you can eat a certain way, exercise a certain way, avoid certain foods. You can optimize your body. Your genes aren't just like the end-all be-all like Dr. Robin Murphy said in my Tuesday episode, they're not the end all be all. It's just an, a great picture and snapshot of your DNA, your blueprint for your body. And now what can we do to turn certain genes on and off? Pretty crazy. I absolutely love it. I geek out on it so much. So I would love to um, talk through it with you if you're ever interested. Check on my website and you can see the tests I offer. I offer coaching alongside it. So really exciting. Um, it's something that anyone can use, whether you want to use it to optimize your exercise, optimize your diet, optimize your hormones. It's a great um, picture of how we can do that. And there are other tests to take into account as well. It's not like once you know your genetics, let's, let's just go based off of that. You need to take into account your current hormone levels, your current vitamin and mineral levels, et cetera but it is a great um, starting point for understanding your body and how it actually processes and works. And then it's like doing the work from there. Um, I could talk forever on it, but we'll end there. Reach out to me if you have any other questions or would love to talk more about it too. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope you have a great rest of your day wherever you are, wherever you're listening. I greatly appreciate you guys and all your support. Subscribe, rate, and review. It helps a ton. And we will talk later. Thank you. Better Health with April offers health, fitness, and nutritional information and is designed for educational purposes only. You should not rely on this information as a substitute for, nor does it replace professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. If you have questions about your health, you should always consult with a physician or other healthcare professional.